And welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. My name is Jesse and I'll be your host. Now on today's episode, we are going to head over to the one, the only Jurassic Park. That's right. I don't have anything fun or clever to say about this because today we're going to be covering this goddamn movie, Jurassic Park uh, from 1993. Now, I couldn't do this alone, though, because this movie isn't a cult classic. Some may argue no. I argue maybe, kind of, but I wanted to cover it anyway, because why? This is my show and I can do what I want. But I couldn't do this alone, though. I had to bring in a guest with me and a guest who has way more knowledge about this movie than I do, technically, and who I just thought would be a fun addition to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast family. So she's a wife. She's a mother. She is a beauty consultant and a, you know, esthetician, okay? And she's been mentioned on the podcast a little bit before. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Barb or Barbie Stender. Barb, hey. how are you doing today? I am wonderful. How are you? I love that. I'm doing great. So a little bit about Barbie and me. So Barbie is, if, if you've ever listened to the podcast, she is one of my sister's best friends who's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But... I actually predate my sister a little bit with Barbie because we actually went to high school together. Isn't that right? We did. What class yeah. did we have together? We had, um, we had an astronomy class or yeah. something like that. And something to do with plants, right? Botany or whatever. Right? Botany, yeah. yes. Some some shit. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we, we went to high school together. We're, you're a year older than I am, so... Mm-hmm. But we were, but you were doing like dual enrollment or something where you were mm-hmm. like half school, half work or something. Yes. So I just remember like, oh, okay, like there's this girl in my class or whatever. Then about a year later, my sister said, oh, there's this girl I met at my new job and her name's Barbie. And like, you know, she's really cool. She's going to come hang out. And I was like, Sarah, I think I know her because I think <laughs> we went to school together. Yes. And lo and behold, you came to our house and I was like, oh, hi, I think I was in a class of yours. Yep. And I just never uh, left. <laughs> Right, like seriously, actually. No, but literally. <laughs> literally. Like, because at the point, you know, you were looking for a place to live and stay around. You and Sarah got really close together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, we were just like, well, girl, like, we have some space. Like, if you want to just move in with us, because we do that. And literally, you never left. Like, and yes. it's so cool. Like, you you literally moved with me and my family from back into Baltimore mm-hmm. um, and then had your own life. You have your own damn husband and two children. Yeah, like, you're a goddamn adult, Barbie. Like, I, what the hell? I know, I know. I know. But, <laughs> I, like, we, I didn't go, but, like, my sister and my uh, mom went to your wedding. You know, uh, we take care of your kids sometimes. We like, do. You know, they were just there. We were just, yeah, they were just here. So, yeah, I... So Barbie, needless to say, is a part of the family, even though she's not blood family. But But you guys are definitely my family. (laughs) Of course, of course. But yeah, so, and Barbie's been an advent supporter of the podcast since I've started it, um, which I love. I listen to every episode. uh, Thanks, girl. Uh, Hopefully I've taught her and John some weird movies. I don't know. You have. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I also love how your daughter is literally a little horror fan in training, and I love that so much. Yes, she is a horror fan in training, and she is a big fan of your podcast as well. She's asked if she could listen to your podcast, and you can adult supervision. (laughs) Yeah, because I do swear a lot. Hey, Hey, that's okay. We are, Um, but no, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they're gonna learn it one or another, but um, that's right. Yeah. I just think it's so fun. And yeah, when when she gets to be a little older and she can watch horror movies, you can bring her to Uncle Jesse. I'll tell her a little something, something. A little but something. anyway, 
<laughs> but um, you actually brought this movie to my attention. Not that I didn't know what Jurassic Park was, but sure. in this situation, you were like, would you cover it on the pod? And I was like, you know what? Damn it. Yes, I will. And anytime I bring a guest on, I always want them to make sure that whatever movie they're going to cover is a movie that they love because mm-hmm. I'm not the expert you are to me and so you know that's what i think of in in that sense but barbie what is your history with this movie like when did you first see it what is it about this movie that you really love and then i'll tell you a little bit about like kind of mine or lack thereof but i'd love to hear about that so i don't really remember the first time i watched this movie i just remember era crumple household um starting to watch it and i just became addicted to it and your mom actually bought me like the three uh one two and three pack of the jurassic series and i just became addicted to it i mean i have it on my phone i was watching it constantly it's very quotable to me i know the movie is like a back of my hand i got my kids into it it's just really fun to picture yourself in this fantasy of what would happen if you had dinosaurs back in your life again and i guess it just makes it fun for a minute of like shit what could happen and then no (laughs) we do not want this to happen (laughs) so i don't know i just love this movie it's good i wouldn't say it's a feel-good movie because it's definitely not but the score on it it's perfect every scene matches to a t they knew what they were doing and i just like the movie so much yeah i love that and i think that's the best thing about some of these films is that it really is a kind of comfort for you you yeah. just watch it a bunch and it's interesting because i know that in, on this pod and then also i think in sometimes your own life and sarah's life too you guys have those movies that are these quote like girl movies teen movies whatever and mm-hmm. so it's fun that like yes you can have something like legally blonde or romy michelle <laughs> that is love of course but then oh, you yes. have something like jurassic park where you're like fuck i like that movie hell yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah i i love that and i think that's exactly what i'd want to cover on the show is these movies that hold a certain place in your heart i also didn't know my mom bought you the three movies that's nice I'm she did proud of her. Mm-hmm. i know it was a very <laughs> nice that. gift i mean I you know look at that. sarah may have bought it for me so shout yeah, out to sarah you yeah know. but one of one of you guys bought it for me and, and i treasure it dearly I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my history, I guess, if anything, with this movie is I don't have a history with it. Somehow, some way, I went my whole life without really watching this movie ever. If I had watched part of it, it was like, I don't remember it if I yeah. did. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I, but I recently watched it over this past weekend, but I did watch it and I, I loved it. It was great. great. Good. This is this is a movie that is so many different things. It's mm-hmm. an action adventure, I guess. It's also a kind of sci-fi if you want to take it there. You could. And also, yeah. And also a horror because uh dinosaurs are horrifying. They and are. Scary <laughs> and peril. So that's just so interesting to me how that it comes all to be but yeah no but that's my history is i literally didn't have a history and i'd like to have a history with these movies yeah, and oh don't worry we'll talk about it because we'll talk about the series a little bit um, i'm sure you have a you have a yeah. thoughts about that oh, i have and, my thoughts ooh. trash but, anyway. back, but back to your um your topic on it being a little bit of a scary movie it you mm-hmm. know it's funny because it's steven spielberg and yeah. he did what was it jaws and for so many people jaws was terrifying ruined right. swimming in the ocean for so many people right and 
to me, I saw that movie. I fell asleep several times. I've tried to watch that movie and I fall asleep. It's boring. Right. But mm. sharks mean nothing to me. But perfect example, my husband is terrified of going in the ocean. Bodies of water <laughs> in fear and oceans. And that's why that movie. So what for some people, what that movie did for them is what some, you know, Jurassic Park with dinosaurs did to their fear of this new creature that's not here but potentially could be i mean if you think about the science behind it what if they really did bring dinosaurs back you know no totally that makes total sense like don't throw any hate to barbie about jaws or anything if you're a lover i haven't seen that movie in forever so i don't even know what to think about it but i'm sure it's slow a little bit or whatever i still and you know the whole thing with um what is it poltergeist for me because technically it's a toby hooper movie but everyone wants to talk about how oh steven spielberg like actually was directing it or whatever the fuck really? and i was like mm, yeah okay <laughs> yeah there's the whole thing of like it's actually a toby hooper movie who's the guy who did texas chainsaw massacre the original oh. one uh, he actually directed it, but then there's so many people who say, oh, well, Steven Spielberg actually directed this because blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. He's just like a producer on it. Like, Interesting. Whatever. Well, I love Poltergeist, but. Poltergeist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, scared the bejesus out of me. So, I, you know, they are really good. And adding to that, Steven Spielberg was attached to the second Jurassic Park and the third. And he's even accredited on the Netflix. It's like a kid show. But he's accredited to that, too. So it's just kind of funny that you say that with the scary movies, too. Right, exactly, yeah. Fun little but fact. As we, as we know, as we go on with the show or whatever, uh, we'll go into some figures of the movie, quotes about the movie uh, from critics, and a little bit about the production history. I'm sure you have some stuff to share. So Jurassic Park was written by Michael Crichton and David Coep, yep. who did the screenplay. And Michael Crichton was the actual author of the book. It was directed by Steven Spielberg, as you said, uh, produced by Kathleen Kennedy and Gerald R. Molin. This was released June 11th, 1993. So you'll be hearing this uh, in a couple days uh, from now. That'll be the release date. So that's cool. Uh, $63 million budget, uh, about estimated. And, uh, well, let's see. Box office of um, gross in U.S. Uh, Canada is $404,214,720 with a gross worldwide of $1 billion, one billion, uh, $1,900,800,002,321 or whatever the hell that is. This movie made a billion dollars. Yeah, a lot of numbers. This movie made a billion dollars. So needless to say, this movie did very well when it came out um, and did financially well as well um they free released it a couple times as well too it did yeah mm-hmm. so i don't know if that also skews it but whatever 91 percent on rotten tomatoes for both tomato meter and audience score so that's cool mm-hmm. and we have an 8.2 out of 10 on imdb and a letterbox score of 4.1 out of 5 very nice so yes yes cast the characters we have sam neal as dr alan grant laura dern as dr ellie sattler jeff goldblum as dr ian malcolm richard attenborough as dr john hammond bob peck as robert muldoon martin ferrero as donald gennaro he might be another scientist or some guy bd wong as dr henry Wu, who is one of the scientists yes you have joseph mazello and ariana richards as tim and lex murphy the grandchildren of Richard Attenborough. Samuel L. Jackson as Ray Arnold. Wayne Knight as Dennis Nedry, the villain of the piece. Jerry Mullen as Dr. Harding, another uh, scientist dude. Miguel Sandoval as Juanito uh, Rustagno, who I think is one of the um, like guys in the Dominican Republic or wherever. In the beginning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cameron Thor as Dr. Louis Dogson, another direct, uh, another scientist dude. 
volunteer boy who's in the beginning he's yes. with hartford <laughs> i'll get to him and then the voice of mr dna from the little video is uh-huh. greg birdson so we have that that's our cast uh we'll talk about them i'm sure uh some critical response quotes so we got um terrence rafferty from the new yorker who says for all the ingenuity of the movie's engineering jurassic park doesn't have the imagination or the courage to take us to any place we haven't been a thousand times before it's just a creature feature on amphetamines we then have um, Kenneth Turan uh, from the Los Angeles Times, who states, do the dinosaurs work? Indeed, they do. Does anything else? Not really. And then we have David Anson from Newsweek, who states, Jurassic Park doesn't have organic flow. It can't disguise its clunky B-movie soul. So I was like reading the negative reviews because I'm like, I wonder how many I can get. And it's also just fun to read negative things sometimes. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Before we move any kind, exactly. Uh, but anyway, before we move into any kind of plot summary about Jurassic Park, I want to talk a little bit about how this movie exactly came to be and all of that. Um, so Barbie, to start off, do you have any particular information about how this movie came to be or it got developed or anything like that before I go into my stuff? I don't have too much. Um, obviously, it was a book. You mentioned the author. Yes, um, I did read the book a while back. I'm mm-hmm. reading the second one now, and it definitely... They definitely mixed the second one into the first one. There's a lot of changes, obviously. But the book was really good. They kept it true for the most part. And that's all I really know about the production history. Right. Anything that you don't already know. And you'll probably have some other yeah. little notes. I'll have yeah. some little facts for later, but nothing about yeah. as far as them making the actual movie. I would love right. to see an episode of... Uh, the movies it made us. I would love to see I would this love on that there. too. Yeah. I would love it too. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great series. I've also talked about them on uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. They also have one about, I think, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think they mm-hmm. have a couple of them like that. They so. do. Yep. Great thing on Netflix. Go watch it. It's really fun. It is. And it's better than, it has that annoying kind of like people criticized it. It's like the annoying, like, you know, voiceover or whatever but i actually think the movies that made us work instead of something like the toys that made us or other things like that you just have to get used to it get over it but anyway michael Crichton, he originally conceived the screenplay about a graduate student who recreates a dinosaur and he continued to wrestle with his fascination with dinosaurs and cloning before he ultimately wrote the novel of jurassic park but he wrote this so steven spielberg learned about the novel in about october of 1989 sarah was a month old and while he was discussing a screenplay with Crichton that eventually would end up becoming a television show called ER. So Michael Crichton also kind of helped do that a little bit. Spielberg, he recognized what really fascinated him about this uh, story of Jurassic Park. It's a really credible look at how dinosaurs might someday be brought back alongside modern mankind, going beyond just a simple monster movie. So before the book was published, um, Crichton actually demanded a non-negotiable fee of $1.5 million for the film rights smart and a substantial percentage of the gross of the movie so warner brothers and um, some other folks as well bid for the rights of this movie but universal studios ended up getting them in 1990 from spielberg and after they completed hook um spielberg wanted to do schindler's list but they gave the green light to schindler's list though on the condition that spielberg make this movie first though 
And he later uh, said that choosing a creature feature thriller, he wanted to try and make a good sequel to Jaws on land. So he kind of maybe looked at it like that. This will be kind of like a little bit of a sequel to Jaws, which I mean, I guess you could kind of say. He wanted to scare people. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He also cited Godzilla as an inspiration for Jurassic Park as well. I can see that. Sure. I haven't really watched Godzilla all the way through. I do want to. I mean, it's a classic, like, of course. Definitely. Kaiju um, and all that. Specifically, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was in 1956, which he grew up watching, which I think might be the weird american cut of this movie or whatever anyway but he described godzilla as the most masterful of all the dinosaur movies because it made him and the viewer believe that it was really happening let's see to create the dinosaurs he thought of hiring bob um gurr who had done king kong for the king kong encounter at universal studios but he felt like real life sized dinosaurs would be too expensive and not convincing so instead he brought on our boy stan winston horror extraordinaire um he's done all sorts of um he's passed away now but his son's still alive but he um is all the special effects in a bunch of horror movies stan winston's the man um so he did the animatronics for those uh phil tippett who is credited as dinosaur supervisor he (laughs) did the go motion uh dinosaurs for long shots and a bunch of other people were brought on to do this. They had a paleontologist, Jack Horner, who supervised the designs to actually show that these were real dinosaurs and to make them as lifelike and real as possible or true to the actual anatomy of a particular dinosaur. Love that. Not going to get too deep into this for the most part. I mean, pretty much they greenlit this movie. They were like, let's get some good fucking people to like come in and make these dinosaurs seem real great wonderful great universal paid when it comes to writing this movie they played michael Crichton um a further five hundred thousand dollars to adapt his own novel um so they had that so apparently he noted that because the book was fairly long his script had about 10 to 20 percent of the novel's content which is funny because you say like they do change around some of the stuff anyway in this Mm -hmm. movie scenes were dropped for budgetary and practical reasons and the violence was toned down a little bit because at the end of the day i think this is ends up being pg-13 isn't it yes one of the main characters too he dies in the book and he lives in the movie so gotcha yeah. Gotcha. Fun facts. We'll, we'll get um, to that later. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. He wanted another writer to rework the script, though. So they did recommend uh, David Kuep, who he actually co-wrote Death Becomes Her, which I still not have seen, but I probably need to watch it. Um, Me either. We should watch it together. I know. We really should. Kuep started afresh from this draft that they made. And then they used Spielberg's idea of a cartoon shown to visitors to remove a lot of the exposition from the um, novel. So, like, that's why the literal DNA tells us all about how these dinosaurs came to life again. While Coep tried to, you know, he tried to avoid excessive character detail, couldn't care less. He tried to flesh out the characters, though, and make for a more colorful cast with moments like Malcolm flirting with Sattler, making Grant jealous because he doesn't Mm. realize that Grant and him are in a relationship like Malcolm doesn't know that um some characterizations were changed so Hammond went from being a businessman to a kindly old man because you know um Spielberg identified with Hammond's obsession with showmanship Mm -hmm. Uh, he also switched as you already uh have told me he switched um the roles of Tim and Lex in the book so Tim is aged 11 and interested in computers and Lex is only about seven or eight interested in sports so they literally 
kind of switched it up lex in the movie is the computer nerd and then um tim is just like he's interested in dinosaurs really Uh he's more so that yeah Uh, yeah. so he did this because he wanted to work with the younger um joseph mazzello and it also allowed him to introduce a subplot on lexi's crush on grant which you kind of see throughout this whole movie yeah so yeah two scenes from the book were ultimately excised he did there's an opening sequence with, I guess, a dinosaur attacking a young child as he found it. He found it too horrific. So apparently it's in the book. Yes. So that's actually, you're right. That's actually the opening scene for the second movie. Yeah. For okay. the, that scene that you just talked about is the opening scene yeah. for the second movie. Gotcha. And then uh, for budgetary reasons, um, they also cut out the T-Rex chasing Grant and the children down a river before being tranquilized by Muldoon. Um, And then both parts were included in the film sequels, as you just said. So Spielberg um, suggested adding the scene where the T-Rex pursues a Jeep, which at first only had the characters driving away after hearing the footsteps of that as well. So that's how the writing came to be. A little bit about the casting, I guess. So William Hurt almost got the role of Grant, but then that ended up not working out also harrison ford was offered the role but he didn't take it either before our boy sam neill came in and he was cast three or four weeks before filming started wow and it all happened so quick he hadn't read the book knew nothing about it he hadn't heard anything about it and then he's working with spielberg is literally his words um, guy. <laughs> he is he is uh sam neil for our people out there he is i know him from being in event horizon that's a really fucking weird movie barbie you should watch it okay. um it's <laughs> it's uh in space hellraiser in space that's okay. not actually hellraiser in space but it's it's weird it's very weird but it's like really weird. good yeah it has Lawrence fishburne in it it has sam neil in it a uh, couple okay. different people. It's good. Uh, and then he's also in Possession, which is a really weird movie from the 80s mm-hmm. where he's in Berlin and his wife and him are like going through like a breakup kind of of their marriage. It's a whole thing. I'm not getting into it, but that's a that's a it's on Shutter now. So you can watch it and whatever. But it's fucking cre- crazy. Uh-huh. Anyway, Jeff Goldblum ended up being Malcolm, uh, Ian Malcolm. But Jim Carrey also auditioned for the role, apparently, too. Really? He was great he did he was great but he they think that the casting director more so liked the idea of jeff goldblum as opposed to jim carrey good choice Um, on their part i think so too jeff goldblum you know oh daddy extraordinaire love him absolutely love him uh he was also in the fly so he turned into a fly and Mm -hmm. gina davis you know uh, it's it's a horror movie you know but uh hey this is it's pre-jurassic park and uh it's a very tragic story i i would say because again he literally turns into a fly but it ain't cute it's yeah (laughs) yeah it's not it ain't cute let let me tell you that as spielberg is to do he had a first choice for who was going to play ellie sattler and that's right fucking laura dern that's right Hell yeah. I love Laura Turner. <laughs> um, Robin Wright and a woman by the name of Juliet uh, Binoche were, uh, they turned down the role. And apparently Gwyneth Paltrow and Helen Hunt also auditioned for the role of Ellie, but uh, <laughs> they, they made the, they made the right choice. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. I mean, I see- Laura Dern. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I could see uh, Helen Hunt being sure sure yeah but definitely not Gwyneth Paltrow no oh not Gwyneth Paltrow oh no 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 believe you me we (laughs) what did you say you were gonna make fun of her uh stupid like court get up or whatever (laughs) 
God. Anyway, Jesus. Of course, I had my sister texted me asking if we're doing the pod. Of course. <laughs> um, but anyway, so hey, we Sam. have that. Hey, girl. <laughs> I might keep that in, actually. But anyway, so... Yeah, but uh, Laura Dern, for those who don't know, she's the daughter of Bruce Dern, and then I think another famous person, I don't remember. She's a bad bitch. She's a bad bitch, though. I mean, she is in Blue Velvet, great movie if you haven't seen it. It's a David Lynch movie, so it's fucking weird, but it's a good movie. And okay. Kyle MacLachlan from Showgirls is in there, too. He's great. Okay. And Twin Peaks. And Twin Peaks. Yeah, no, it's it's so good. And also the lesbian who came out uh, on Ellen, kind of, sort of, and she also had her yes. career affected uh, with for that. You yeah, know. true. She's fucking hot. She's fucking iconic. I love her. Didn't she play in, in Big Little Eyes too? She, she did. Bitch. I think she's yeah. in the marriage. She's a Marriage Story. All that stuff. She's such a yes. Yeah, that, she there's is. our Laura, there's our Laura Dern minute because you need a Laura Dern minute. You need a whole two minutes for her. Two, two minutes, minutes for her. She's yes. great. So. Dennis in this movie, Wayne Knight, he was actually um, cast because Spielberg really liked his performance in Basic Instinct, which is fun. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay. He's also apparently uh, the guy, he's a guy in Dirty Dancing. Sarah told me that as That's well. That's right, he is. See, I know him for Seinfeld. I mean. Oh, okay, yeah. He's yeah. great in Seinfeld. <laughs> so, Ariana Richards. Um, so. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so Ariana Richards, who's with Lex, she was called to a casting office. They just wanted her to scream, apparently. And uh, apparently they thought that was really great. <laughs> um, uh, Spielberg said uh, that Steven, so he had watched a few girls on tape that day. And he was, so she was the only one who ended up waking up his wife on the couch to make sure that the kids were good. So it was that compelling enough that they were like, oh, yeah, she's great. Also, apparently... According to my notes, Christina Ricci auditioned for that role too. Okay. I wouldn't have been mad at it. I wouldn't have been mad at it either. I I, I, I also it. told yeah, I also told you this. I said I wouldn't, although she would have been a little itty bit young. Um, she would have been more the age of Tim, but mm-hmm. I would have loved a Kirsten Dunst in here too. But she I was could, too busy. Yeah. She was too busy being an interview with a vampire, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he had, um, so Joseph Bazello, he had screen tested for Hook, but he was too young. So Spielberg promised him that he would work together on a fe- another film, and that, that and that's how that happened. All right. Yeah. And then Sean Connery was considered for um, Hammond's role, but uh, Richard no. Attenborough, yeah, it wouldn't have worked. And this was that. his first role in about 13 years that Richard Attenborough had had. Um, had so that's kind of cool okay. he's now passed away unfortunately yeah. we all know that but yeah. yeah but yeah a little bit of all that but yeah and then um so that's a little bit about casting filming of the movie they took place in 1992 it was shot in uh some parts of hawaii to get that kind of like i guess island because it's supposed to be mm-hmm. an island of dinosaurs right dominican republic and costa rica are considered as locations given that they're actually the novel setting they had some concerns over infrastructure and accessibility so they needed to find some other place so that's why isa nublar uh is pretty much a hawaiian uh, island and then of course a hurricane decided to also pass uh directly over this island which cost a day of shooting and also apparently cost them how we actually find out how samuel l jackson dies apparently (laughs) so that happened anyway but yeah so a lot of this again was just done in hawaii which i'm actually really surprised by that i did not know that at all 
<laughs> but then they moved to California to shoot the Raptors in the kitchen. You know, so they use that at Universal Studios. And of course they did. Um, also, I think some of, so they did some of the Montana dig scenes. I think they did those in California as well. Okay. Of course, you know, desert mm-hmm. and all of that. So pretty much done on Hawaii forget the island feel they shot some of it in california at universal studios and then i think they shot some of it as well to get some of the desert stuff in the beginning because really it's mainly the park and then before they go to the park and that's about it i guess yeah, yeah. so yeah but yeah so of course they had bride brought dinosaurs on screen so despite the title of the film referencing the jurassic period there's only two of the dinosaurs during that period that actually lived in that period because it's just jurassic park it's about dinosaurs damn it so anyway um the other species that were featured did not exist until the cretaceous period brachiosaurus and dilophosaurus are the only dinosaurs that actually lived during the jurassic era which is kind of okay yeah not gonna not yeah i know we're just going over facts at this point i love it yeah but yeah for the most part i mean the big thing is that this came out they used a whole lot of cgi and obviously animatronics kind of a mix of the two Mm -hmm. to get the look that they wanted of course i don't have much about the release of this movie uh obviously the movie made a gazillion dollars and so that (laughs) obviously probably really put into if anything it put into motion uh a sequel and a franchise and all of this now it's a cult (laughs) oh now it's a cult literally there's so i mean the thing is is that when we talk about cult classics you know there's plenty of people who are like well is star wars a cult classic and i'm like certain things of it are i think yeah you know like but it's but am I going to cover Star Wars? Probably not. But yeah. like, you know, but partly or Harry Potter, like maybe the first movie is because we didn't really know what the movie was going to be. We knew the books were really good, right? but we didn't know how the movie would be. And then it ended up being a fucking huge thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But do you have any particular other information that you want to share? Not necessarily production history or anything like that, but anything you want to share about this um, before we kind of move into any kind of other plot yeah. or whatever. I do actually. So if yeah. you'll notice, um, I love like, I love Easter eggs. I think that they're great in the movies mm-hmm. and yes. with the first three before they did Jurassic world. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple Easter eggs. And one I loved was that the female character, like Dr. Sattler, she's wearing a button up and she's mm-hmm. really like, khaki shorts. The same character wears that button up in every single movie, even in the Jurassic oh. uh, world series, which is so fun. Um, they always reference like a bag, whether it be mm-hmm. like a fanny pack or a book bag or some type of bag. There's always a bag. You'll, you'll get that too. There was a couple other things um, I remember just watching the series over, but it's just fun when they put those little Easter eggs in. I don't like the Jurassic World series. I will put right. that out there. The first one was fun, but it's just, you can't, and you've referenced this in your previous podcast, they just need to know when to stop, and they never do. And I think that the Jurassic World series, that first one was okay. It was fun to just like, go back in time and this is a newer version and then they just kept going with it and going it's it just it's just not the same and they don't know when to stop so i they they just released one didn't they yeah and it's just it was awful and they tried to bring back the characters and they so could have went a different direction with it um it could have been a lot of fun they should have brought back the the kids from the first one but they didn't you know and it just was unfortunate they could have done so much more but I don't make movies. What do I know? 
So. Right. We were just like, I'm just some chick talking yeah, on a podcast or whatever, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it, I know it's totally true. I mean, like, yeah, it doesn't make, I, I think it's funny that you, you said that I've said that before, because I don't remember saying it, but I'm sure I kind of have, because sometimes mm-hmm. they, don't. they don't. I mean, like, why did they make two more Carrie remakes? Why? Right. You know, even though, don't worry, I'm going to cover those at some, I covered Carrie already. I might cover the sequel, the, <laughs> the weird sequel that they had. And who knows? I may have already been on a podcast talking about Carrie. Who knows? What? Anyway, right, right. <laughs> if that has come out now, then please go find that episode I'm on about Carrie. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so shout out Spectre Cinema Club. But anyway, but like uh no but you're right or like why did they make the rocky horror remake why, why yeah. did that happen on fox why? they didn't need to so needless to say i mean all of these are on peacock that i know of if you have a okay. peacock premium subscription which i watched the first one i do not i have i mean <laughs> yeah that's fine i also think like because i might watch the first three just to kind of say i did it mm-hmm. and then apparently i mean these are already spoilers, but I love BD Wong. He's gay. He's Asian. Uh, he's a husband. I-, I think he's awesome. Like he seems really cool. He and is. the fact, and the fact that he is in the first movie mm-hmm. and then apparently comes back as a villain of some kind. I'm like, how did he that does. happen? He becomes a villain who's, you know, doing <laughs> some dirty shady shit. And yeah. even in the comic, like the kid show that I was telling you about earlier, he is, turned into a different name but kind of the same storyline he's just a villain he's trying to take these dinosaurs and sell them and make them um weaponize them if you will yeah no and you're just like why how the hell did that happen from some guy who was in the first movie how did that happen exactly he looks so innocent and his facial expressions are perfect in the movie and you would have it's just funny that in jurassic world of all the characters they would have brought back he was the one that they brought back which was another in my opinion was a little easter egg because i was like oh shit they brought him back okay right but then you're like wait a minute yeah and then you're like wait a minute oh shit (laughs) the only thing i will say is that i do like that i think judy greer's one of in one of these movies she is for Um, like a hot second well you know what good for her she got a paycheck i'm glad for her we love Uh, her too we love her from Jawbreaker and Thirteen Going on Thirty and all that stuff. You know, I'm whatever. a big I'm a big Arrested Development fan, so she's her invested, too. She's kidding. Like yeah. my favorite. Did you watch that show? I did not watch Arrested Development. I probably should. Oh, let me though... give you. I have all the DVDs. Okay, I think I can find them <laughs> streaming too. But don't no, worry, I might take you up on you it. You can, but it's uh, Mike was telling me that they are like the edited versions. So if you borrow them on my um, DVD, it's raw. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I, I've also, I haven't covered it yet. And I don't know if we, no, we did talk about Juno before on, um, we talked on DM about it, but yes. yeah, I mean, like, I don't hate Jason Bateman as a person or anything. I don't know him, but yeah, I hate that character in Juno. So if anything, I may be, he might be able to redeem himself for, for Arrested Development. I don't know. But anyway, so I think you, I think you will forgive him. Yeah, I'll forgive him, I guess. But yeah, I mean, the legacy of this movie, I mean, pretty much it's known as one of the best, like, action thriller movies. It's, um, you know, on all sorts of crazy lists and whatever of people just loving it so much. It also led to, apparently, the NBA uh, also decided to adopt the nickname of the Raptors for one of their, like, I don't know, teams or whatever. I know. Uh, it says, yeah, the NBA expansion franchise founded in Toronto in 1995 
adopted the nickname of the Raptors. And then also, apparently, during the team's playoff games, they uh, fans would watch the game on a large television in a fan area, which had been nicknamed Jurassic Park. So it's kind of funny with that. And then also, this is in a weird way um also inspired people to like want to be a paleontologist or like you know wanting to find out about dinosaurs in their real life absolutely which is really super cool yeah i can't I mean, remember i can't remember if we talked about it but it inspired a lot of young people kids mm-hmm. to get into especially females to get into mm-hmm. dinosaurs and they say as a as a parent when your mm-hmm. kids know the dinosaur names that is showing like high education like that's really stimulating yeah. for their brain so this movie did a lot for the younger audience as well i think so too yeah because i think a lot of kids did watch this when they were young and they really did enjoy it and then you get to go to like if you're lucky enough to go to a place like universal studios you, know, you can go and like see shit there from jurassic park and you get to like be scared by the dinosaurs and all that kind of fun stuff so you know that's cool too like you get to also have that as well for for that but yeah i think that's everything i can think so we did touch on the series a little bit because i'm probably not covering the rest of them i don't know oh no please don't (laughs) i probably won't i'll do this one and i think that's why we wanted to be like yeah Yeah, unfortunately the rest of them kind of suck i mean watch it watch the second one watch the third one i mean if you're ever on an airplane and are forced to watch jurassic world watch it and get an opinion on it but don't 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 watch the jurassic world the second or the third they were just garbage Garbage. that's unfortunate it is unfortunate but yeah now we're gonna move into now that we talked about all this stuff and all that we're gonna move into a plot summary of jurassic park so funny enough i normally put these on my phone and i put them in a reminder app to like kind of go through each one Mm -hmm. and at some point this movie is like two hours long and at some point i was just like i'm watching this movie i'm not taking notes on it (laughs) so we'll go through as much as we can and all that but pretty much we start off with um obviously universal studios opening and all that and so we see that we have a crew is trying to so we see that we're at Issa Nublar, which is a, you know, the aforementioned island yes. where Jurassic Park is. Again, this is a Hawaiian island, really, um, that it's shot at. But this is supposed to be in Costa Rica slash Dominican Republic, I guess. And so a crew is there trying to put a dinosaur into Jurassic Park. So pretty much they have this like steel cage where you don't see the actual dinosaur, but like you see that um they're trying to put him into the him or her i guess it'd be a her whatever (laughs) Uh, it's supposed to be a her yes it's supposed to be a her yes uh but we see that they're trying to get them into the park or whatever but then the dino's not having it though because uh it smarts itself or it's smart enough to realize here's what Mm -hmm. i can do to get some of that tasty human meat right um so (laughs) like that happens and Pretty much what happens is that there's this gentleman who he's one of the workers and he's one of the Costa Rican workers or whatever. And he ends up in between the dinosaur and like the cage or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he gets killed by this dinosaur. You know, it would always bothered me. Why were they not doing this in broad daylight? Like, why did we decide to do this at nighttime? you know yeah i mean why yeah um anyway so that is how we start off our movie we already kind of got the intro of jurassic park and all that but this is just setting up that like these dinosaurs you know especially the carnivorous ones are you know not here to play but because of this we have the lawyer 
who's coming and he comes to the dr so i think this was supposed to be in costa rica but he ends up coming to the dr or whatever uh-huh. um he comes to the he comes here to because of one of the deaths of the crew and talking about how like this can't happen like they want to sue you all this kind of stuff blah 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 so we get that setup of like here's who the lawyer is um here's what happened with this death and all of that i don't think richard attenborough has quite showed up quite yet hammond i don't think he's quite shown up but um i will say no not yet Mm -hmm. but we get the idea that like okay this lawyer is going to somehow be involved as well he's talking to some of these folks Yep. But then we move into uh, we're finding some dinosaur bones because we move from the DR and you know South America pretty much to we have we're finding dinosaur bones in Montana. So we see that yep. there's this like sandy deserty place. I mean Montana is just kind of like open, I guess. Um so but wherever they have that at, they're finding dinosaur bones in Montana. And this is where we get our intro to I don't know who the fuck played the lawyer or the guys at the beginning. But uh we do have our intro to Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler, played by Sam Neill and Ordern, respectively. We see that they're kind of the head honchos of this dig. Um, and he, so, uh, yes. he makes it very clear in the beginning he does not like computers. And that's like important to pay attention to because yes. he makes it known. He movie. does. He doesn't like computers, I guess. And he also doesn't like children either. Yes. <laughs> So they make, they make it a point, but yes. Yes. So we end up finding that I guess Dr. Grant is like a paleontologist and more so Ellie Sattler is a paleobotanist or something like that. Like a vet or something. That's what I gathered. There's a technical term. Yeah. She's a vet or a botanist. Exactly. Uh, She's something like that where she has a little bit more of that. And this comes into play later. Yes, it does. Uh, but we have that and pretty much he uh we have our volunteer boy that's his name in the movie oh yes he's wit uh he's, he's wit about Hedford. to get schooled mm-hmm. he's about to get schooled by yep. dr grant he is also the kid from oh dear god so he's this kid he was also another kid in some other movie but he's also the kid from the dream master for nightmare on elm street oh, okay. and he's horrible in that movie well, it's not he's not good oh well you know, in my opinion, why was a child at a digging exhibition? He was the know. only child there. No why idea. was he there? You know, I get it. They needed to make it a point that Dr. Grant didn't like kids. But, like, why was there a child there when it was all adults? Like, exactly. I don't understand that sig- either. What was the significance? <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, I have no idea. But anyway, so he says that raptors are not scary. He Because that's what they're finding is they're finding yes. raptor bones or whatever. But he's saying they're not scary. Um, and Dr. Grant reads him. That's why I have in my notes. Because literally <laughs> he's saying, like, you know, imagine this happening. Because obviously Dr. Grant has a love and passion for dinosaurs, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess. because he's a paleontologist. <laughs> right. So he's explaining, like, hey, stupid kid, like, you know, all of that. Like, these are like terrifying. And how would you like it if this happened to you or whatever? Mm-hmm. So yeah. And again, this is also like you were saying, Barb, setting up that he also doesn't like children. So mm-hmm. it kind <laughs> we of didn't have foreshadow yeah. the event too a little bit too. Because he's telling I this think kid, so. yeah, he's telling yeah. this kid about how terrifying a raptor is, and that comes back to haunt Dr. Grant. Yeah. So then Grant and Sadler, they're walking up the hill uh, as well, back to their little trailer, I guess, that they have on the site. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And also I have my notes, Dr. Grant hates kids, question mark. I think we've made that perfectly (laughs) clear. We have. But we then have John Hammond played by Richard Attenborough himself. He crashes the dig site because he's literally just in the trailer that they've set up. Yes. In the the refrigerator. I don't know Uh why. He just is. And he talks to the doctors. He talks to these two people you have to imagine all of these people had to go through a phd graduate program to get these titles you would think you would just you think man like just imagine that for your life but anyway so he says about he's talking about a park that he's opening up and i don't think he calls it jurassic park quite yet or whatever but like Mm -hmm. he's talking about how he has this park in costa rica dr wherever and he they're like but here's what happened is like we had this death happen from you know this thing and so they're on my ass about it and so i need to have a lawyer with me we we already met and then we also need other people who can vouch for the validity slash safety slash whatever of this park Mm -hmm. so that's where you guys come in and so they decide i think also because they are offered some money to do so they are (laughs) they decide they agree to come to the park and you also see a little bit because again laura dern is an icon but you also see that like she's also because this is her man she is trying to be like hey i mean i know that kid's kind of a dick but like you don't want any maybe of your own or whatever like because mm-hmm. maybe she wants that you know so all that kind of stuff if i can add a spoiler they do Sorry. they do not end up together in movie two three and the, the other world uh-huh. they don't they don't end up together um she does get her happy ending. She does get kids. You will see that in movie two. Actually, no, I'm sorry. That. You see that in movie three. I apologize. Love it. So she does love get it. her. She does get her child. I love that for her. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. But yeah. yeah, so there's that. And then we have our intro to Dennis, who is the villain of this piece. Yes. He is a portly man. Um, and he is. Oh, I just love he? him. Yeah. He's he, a shysty little villain. character. Yes, he yes. is. He's a shysty little character. And jumping to the scene where he meets that guy you know who's giving him the money they open the canister and i always thought to mm-hmm. myself is that whipped cream is it shaving cream because he puts it on the pie and you never yes. really know what what it is but right, he makes exactly. that he, he makes that squeal that was just perfect and yeah. it's like a little pig squeal and i always wonder did they tell him to do the pig squeal was that mm-hmm. real i don't know it was just perfect you could right. not you could not double that scene if you tried in my opinion. right exactly <laughs> i got you i got you all right so then we have dennis so again as barbie was saying like uh we have this scene where he is pretty much being paid to um infiltrate this park i guess yeah. we find out later a little bit but um this is them saying hey get this information and put it into this uh-huh. uh the shaving cream like canister we have for you da, 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 da. here's what you're gonna do um and he's outside eating somewhere and that's when they're meeting so then we have that i think dennis is a part of them flying to the park because they get on the uh helicopters or planes or whatever the hell mm-hmm. i think it is richard attenborough hammond you have uh the two doctors i think dennis is there because i guess he comes up or he's already at the park maybe i think he's already at the park yeah you're right you're right uh but then we have him up we have my notes jeff goldblum baby yes yeah, so with his little we... buttons undone already yes ian malcolm wow. who i think who i think is a mathematician apparently from what he has said i don't yeah. remember mm-hmm. um but he is also being brought in because science yes. um 
anyway so they come and they land to so you have them flying through the fucking you know sky or whatever and the helicopter lands um and the gang as i will call them i guess get driven to jurassic park and these like iconic ass jeeps that have like the jurassic park on the um side of it so yeah they drive and they get to jurassic park and that's great and wonderful so when they actually get to the park and if i'm not if i'm remembering correctly they end up there and they're like okay well what what's the whole big thing about this place like right. i don't they know because they have a pamphlet in their hand and they're like well what the fuck what are we mm-hmm. looking at and even dr ellie is like what it what the fuck and she looks yeah. down and he pulls her head up and turns her head and they're like yes. literally jaw drop okay yeah there's a fucking, there's a fucking dinosaur yeah there are dinosaurs and what the fuck did this guy do where he was able to have this happen right they, i think they, um, even, they even say that like what is, what has he done son of a bitch has done it that's what he yes says. exactly really seriously and then that is where you get the iconic line obviously of um dr hammond saying welcome to jurassic park so that's the name and of the cue movie, the wonderful music it's really good um <laughs> so yeah this is and it is a really cool like when you imagine like in 1993 when this movie came out i mean it is pretty fucking cool and it is supposed to be that kind of like scene of like here is the scope of this shit yeah which is really cool definitely anyway so then we have um going to the lab is what mm-hmm. i have in my notes so after they literally have seen the goddamn like dinosaurs they're going to the lab which is mm-hmm. over at the visitor center kind of so they end up going to the visitor center which is supposed to be for the people visiting obviously right and so they see you know like they have the dinosaur ass bones that you see at, like a museum like mm-hmm. you know, that um and it's just where the visitor center is but then in part of this visitor center you also have the lab because mm-hmm. as part of this lab too we learn how these dinosaurs um have come to be at this yes. point as part of it it's kind of like this fucking i don't know like disneyland ass or disney world ass like little ride or little yeah. thing where we have mr it reminded, DNA me, of or Her- whatever. It reminded me of hershey park where you take it yes. to the chocolate factory <laughs> yeah pretty much like yeah. uh, actually no lie like yeah. that's pretty much what it is but right. they have a uh, mr dna um who is explaining all of this and pretty much Mm -hmm. what they've done if i'm not mistaken or again i don't remember exactly what this is but they learn that pretty much what they've done is that they've extracted what they've done is that they have found these bones Mm -hmm. they have extracted mosquito blood because mosquitoes were around and they extracted the blood from the mosquitoes um Mm -hmm. that were that they found in amber yes and they took the blood from them and then they used uh that to then like pretty much clone or be able to kind of not test to baby it but like in independently make these dinosaur eggs i guess which then yes. hatch yeah and then there um, are some missing pieces to the dna yada 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 which they, they fill in with, with frog dna yes which becomes yeah. a problem in later scenes right right exactly um so yeah that's what we learn about from mr dna dr dna whatever the hell that cartoon's mr. called mr dna makes it to the second franchise also I love Just, that. yes um voiced by jimmy fallon later on oh yeah that's fun yeah. yeah i don't know if i like him or not i think i like seth myers more but a you know that's just me. yeah a little on the fence okay. um i find jimmy fallon i don't know if he's that genuine i guess i don't know okay, whatever okay. but 
yeah then we have baby dinosaurs man that's what we have um so as i stated before we learned about how these dinosaurs came to be but then in the actual lab where we have some of the people one of the guys played by bd wong as i stated one of the scientists they're pretty much explaining like here's how we uh have made these dinosaurs so that they just come out and like Mm -hmm. fucking are living uh, we see one of them hatching through their uh, egg and, uh-huh. you know, Dr. Hammond's like cheering it on or like, come on, baby, come on. Push, push, push. Push, yes, <laughs> yes. It's so cute. But yeah, so, and this is also where we find out from B.D. Wong himself that they wonder, because I think even Sam Elliott asks, or somebody does, hey, how do you keep them from not breeding? And uh- yeah, Dr. Ian asks about that. Yep. Dr. Ian. Yeah, you're yep. right. Yeah, he does. He asks about that. How do you keep them from breeding? And they say, well, what we do is that none of these dinosaurs are men. They're female. Yeah. So that's how we keep them from, from not breeding. But <laughs> I say in my notes, Jeff Goldblum talks about how life finds a way. That's and one that of my favorite quotes. It really is. Yeah. It's kind of great. Uh, also if you haven't already met him um samuel L. jackson comes in here as also one of the other scientists yes he also has the wonderful line of um hold on to your butts which i never really knew where that came from and now yes. i know <laughs> um but yeah he's like another computer guy i think it was uh, along with dennis yes he was a little computer helper, assistant whatever but i, yeah. I love i love in the scene that you're talking about where um Dr. Henry was like explaining to them, yeah, they're all girls. And Ian's like, well, how do you know? Do you go and lift their skirts up? And he's, right. just, looking, he's just looking at him like, um, duh, how do you not know this? right exactly um but dr ian does have a point because we find out later that again there's some issues that have popped up so yeah we have that then we have uh in my notes i have uh feeding time at jurassic park because (laughs) i guess this is uh referring to how they literally put out a lamb or a goat i think it's a goat yeah they put out a goat for these uh dinosaurs to eat that are carnivorous mm-hmm. now does do you know if this happens during their tour or it are we on the a, tour yet no we're not on the tour yet they just dr grant found out that they bred raptors so he's really upset because okay. raptors are very vicious and then they go right. over to they go to over to eat and they just saw the raptors yes. eating said live animal. Gotcha. And okay, then cut, gotcha. cut scene to a literal nice fancy plate of some type of dead animal. <laughs> exactly right. And they they aren't they aren't trying to eat it. They look at the plate and they're like, "Yeah, we're not hungry." Yeah, we just saw no. this animal get eat. I don't yeah. know. Not yet. Ew. <laughs> yeah, but I do say dinner time in my notes. So yeah. dinner time is there. Um, so they go back to the visitor center. They have this fancy ass dinner mm-hmm. with like, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Hammond and Grant and Sattler and Malcolm and all them. They talk, uh, opinions were give, given and yes. Dr. Ha- uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what is his name? Old man? Uh, Ham- Dr. Hammond. Hammond. Do- I, I See, I don't, I don't remember him being a doctor in the movie, which is always so weird to me because he doesn't act like a doctor. Um, I know, right? <laughs> but he tries. Yeah, he gets these opinions from everybody, and he yeah. he doesn't like what he's hearing. And the only person who's supporting him is the lawyer. 
Yes. So yeah. then we get the grandkids are here. We do. Yes. Yes. Um, we have the Dr. Malcolm diatribe. It's just him saying like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Pretty much mm-hmm. like what in the hell? We do have the intro to the kids, Lex and Tim played by Ariana Richards and Joseph Mazzello. So we find out that these are uh, his grandkids and, you know, uh, they are spending some time with their granddad, which is fine. Cool. Whatever. So they've come there. And then this is when we start the tour, I believe. Um, so they decide because we also found out in this dinner scene, I believe, that Dr. Grant's goal in this park is to, because the lawyer says something about like, oh, yeah, you could like target this towards the rich and like make a lot of money. And even Hammond is like, well, I don't really want to do that. I want to make this accessible for everybody. to be able to do it so okay cool whatever that's one of the things they talk about but you were totally right barbie like that's what they talk about at dinner and all that but we see that we have a tour so it's like an electronic elect yeah it's like a guided tour on a track of these um caravans i guess you'd call them and so the tour starts so they each get into their respective um caravans i think it was oh and also you find that tim uh, is really interested in Dr. Grant because he loves yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. So he's really into him and he wants to be anywhere he is, mm-hmm. uh, which again shows that like Dr. Grant does like kids, but he's just like, okay, whatever. And you see a little bit, I guess, of Lexi being kind of crushing a little bit. Yeah. 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 She's like a 12 or 13 year old, obviously. Yeah. And it's Sam Neill. Have you seen those eyes? I did I tell you he has the best crazy eyes ever in every movie. great (laughs) i love that i do but yeah so the tour starts so i don't remember who's in which caravan but they start the tour of course also all lawyers and the kids are in one van and then all the the grown-ups the scientists are in the the rest yeah so they start their tour and so then you see that they start off with the dilophosaurus i believe is the first one that they come to you know i thought i read somewhere that they said that the the, di- the first dinosaur that they're supposed to see, the one that spits out venom, was made up. That was never a real dinosaur. I don't oh, know how maybe. true that is, but oh, that eh, was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so they have one, but again, it's a no show because yep. they don't actually see anything. Nope. Nothing. And then, yeah, and then um, they go on to the next attraction or whatever mm-hmm. to see the t-rex yes and they don't show so there's no t-rex for whatever reason so then in this situation we did miss the part where ian they're approaching the actual park and he's like what do they got in there king kong that was another major icon line for me i do too because they because they reference king kong and like you were saying earlier it was an inspiration kind of sort of it's in there yeah exactly yeah so we have the gang um they break out of their cars because they're like okay this is bullshit like you know what is with this like there's Mm -hmm. no dinosaurs like we just saw some but like where are they now right but then we see that on the in the terrain or whatever there is actually a sick triceratops i believe it is yeah so the triceratops uh, ate something that is upsetting its tummy and just it's like a general like fucking body mm-hmm. and so we see sick dinosaur and ellie 
takes a liking to that or concern to it. And so, you know, she's trying to diagnose pretty much what's going on with this dinosaur, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is also where we get the scene of, um, (laughs) well, the way that we're able to like figure out what's going on with this is by um, examining the stool of the dinosaurs. (laughs) And so this is where we get, that's a whole, that's a whole pile of dino shit (laughs) or whatever. Um, That's what uh, Dr. Malcolm says. Yes, Um, that's a great line. But she, but she's like she has her gloves though ellie sattler has her gloves she's sticking her hand all up in there sticking her hand in some shit sticking her hand in some shit yeah and whatever it's fine she wants um, to find out what's wrong with the dinosaur and that's yeah, where she I, does that's where i found i i thought that she was had something to do with being a vet because she knew all these symptoms she yeah. was christ she was telling the the guy the doctor who was already on site how to do his job basically she's like yeah he right. has dilated eyes and he goes oh Mm-hmm. well i'll be darn yeah or like, like she you- knew yeah she knew about like okay yeah. this person is make or this dinosaur is maybe eating this like mm-hmm. how do we tell of all this so yeah right we then find out that dennis is evil even though we already kind of knew it anyway yeah but this is where he's showing how he's actually evil and what i mean by that is that he's showing this by literally so this is where we have like samuel jackson's there as one of the other computer guys have some other computer guy in there too uh-huh. and uh dr hammond's there and then he has his desk dennis does and it's like really kind of unkempt or whatever the hell mm-hmm. but he makes it a point to uh distract them of like hey i'm going to like i'm going to go this place or whatever i'm gonna go over here and i'll be back or whatever like yeah. he just kind of says that uh-huh. um but what he really does is he sets up where like pretty much what he does is he disarms a lot of the gates and a lot mm-hmm. of the electrified fence, I believe, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yep. Because what he's doing is that he is going to go and break into where they keep the embryos or like mm-hmm. the whatever the fuck they are. Um, they the files, the files of something. Yes the files of what the essence of these dinosaurs are and he's going to put them into his um shaving cream uh can so that's what he does and so he disarms all of the shit because that's part of what his job is mm-hmm. um and so then they're kind of wondering like well what the hell is up with nedry like what's he doing or whatever and mm-hmm. then it's a little too late at that point because yeah. then he literally like uh made it so that it was kind of like this hacker thing he hacked uh-huh. into all this and did all of it uh, and be like, oh, you didn't say the magic word. You right. Didn't say the magic word. <laughs> and that's just showing like. And you get a very angry. Yeah, you get a very a- angry Samuel Jackson. I hate you this do. hacker shit. <laughs> I hate this hacker shit, which then comes up later a little bit with yes. our, our girl Lexi. But. Then we see, so we're seeing that. We see that Dennis is a dick bag, whatever, all that. But then we get our actual. Uh, one of the the scary parts of this movie is that the people on the tour are still on the fucking tour um, mm-hmm. because they're like, all right, well, we're going to get back to the cars because we're just going to stay there, I guess, uh, or whatever. But they end up going back to the cars. And I remember, I think it was that, I think it was that they're both in their respective cars. I think Ellie, I don't know where the hell she's at, but. She stayed with somewhere. the dinosaur. She wanted to she stay did. with the, yeah, but she wanted to stay yeah. with the dinosaur. Yeah, it was everyone else like went back to the cars though. Yeah. And then you have that, well, you have a uh, little Tim. He has found these like glasses or whatever. He's like looking out like into the rain because that started raining because uh-huh. it was already going to start raining. 
But then pretty much what happens is that there's a tropical storm that happens with this. They all leave on a boat. A bunch of them leave for the mainland while the visitors return to their um, their vehicles uh-huh. um, and all that. So, yeah, I'm just looking at the plot summary just to kind of see this. But, yeah, so, oh, what this is, though, because Nedry sabotaged all of this, he mm-hmm. cut power to the tour vehicles. So that's why they're yeah. stranded. And so pretty much what happens is that the t-rex decides to show itself and you see this is where you get the iconic like water like you know the footsteps are so yes. crazy and whatever they you make see such, the water you they make such a big impact that the size of the tyrannosaurus rex makes such yes. an impact that it moves the water and they're like well what the fuck's going on what's fuck's going on because we didn't see any dinosaurs yeah right they're like well maybe the power's coming back on and right not happening at all because the power is gone but the t-rex got loose and she's about to make some some fuss she is and and she literally like is being a goddamn dinosaur and like overturns one of the vehicles and literally i i think i messaged you this so this is like pretty much the t-rex attack scene where like the t-rex is attacking the cars um so literally though this is i i texted you this on on i am on ig or whatever Uh but uh yeah, this this is a scary scene because these children who are in the same car together are in peril. They're in yeah. total peril because yeah. the lawyer left. He is hiding out in a bathroom, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. And then what's his name uh, is in the car and him and Malcolm. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, He's like, where's him. he going? <laughs> where's he going? When you gotta so, go, you gotta go. <laughs> exactly, right. But um, Malcolm and Grant are in a car together and then the kids are in a car by themselves. But then, of course, this T-Rex is like fucking shit up. Uh-huh. And so these kids are in fucking peril, dude. And they're trying to, of course, save them. So yes. again, this kind of turns over a bit of a, a new leaf for Grant who wants to, to help save these children, I guess. Right. Um, so he is making it a point to like take a flare and like trying to like incapacitate just, the dinosaur yeah, distract him or distract him yeah and then ian does the same thing but he makes an ass out of himself and he uh, runs yes he gets himself yeah. hurt he doesn't yes. end up and this is where we find out that dr grant ends up with the kids and not and ian gets we you know for a, kind of a couple seconds you think that he is dead because you, you don't do. see him you don't hear from him and then you're just kind of focused on the kids and dr grant yeah so. exactly for sure um but then of course though um so it injures uh, malcolm after one of the tour vehicles is um overturned uh but then the fucking <laughs> the lawyer though uh the t-rex like breaks down the bathroom mm-hmm. that he's hiding in which i don't know if he had pants on at that time either i don't know what the hell that you was know for. even when he went to the dominican republic he had <laughs> he was dressed in business attire but he had like khaki shorts he did which, which always know. bothered me but i think he's wearing the same outfit in sure. um in this scene and right. i always wondered is was he actually using the bathroom was he, he was really, like was he was really it? like shitting himself on the toilet <laughs> but of course the t-rex eats the fuck out of him yeah um, and so grant lexi and tim they escape thankfully and so then we come back to while they're escaping uh, on his way to deliver the embryos mm-hmm. uh to the docks of the island uh, Nedry gets lost in the rain because he is he ends up in a car I guess he found a car to drive himself or whatever he does I guess find one he does um and so he gets lost in the rain though as he's driving and he crashes his Jeep Wrangler that he's mm-hmm. in 
Um, and then he ends up getting out of it in the rain and he ends up finding this Dilophosaurus and he's just like, oh, like, what the fuck? Like, you're so stupid. Like, whatever. He's just being a dick to the dinosaur. Uh-huh. But then not realizing that, oh, this is the actual dinosaur that has like the um, fan that comes out of its head and will like spit venom at you and shit or whatever. <laughs> and uh, then what ends up happening is that when he gets back into his Jeep Wrangler, he thinks he's in the clear, but a Dilophosaurus is literally in his passenger seat and kills the fuck out of him. Yep, and- goodbye. Goodbye. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so that's our second death of the movie. He's so close to the exit too. I literally have the movie playing like right beside me and I don't have Love the volume that. on, but I can- I'm just watching him. He's so close to the exit and he tries to pull the- Emergency brake? No, no, no. The jeep, sorry. Really blanked there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He tries to pull the jeep out of the, the mud because that's where he gets stuck. He loses right. his glasses. He's like, fuck yeah. this. I can afford new glasses. And he's so close, but he's so far right. away. It's funny watching this, you know, seemingly smart man just act so stupid he around does, this, yeah. you know, in the scene, all for money. He does. No, seriously. And I'm just like, oh, okay, wow, great. Mm-hmm. And then you fucking die. Good for you. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So then, so, okay, so then we have Ellie Sattler. She is helping, I guess he's the game warden, Robert Muldoon. Yes. I guess is, that, is who he is. Yep. He's searching for the survivors. So they're searching for them. I think it's now the next day, I guess, because I think it's not, um, I don't know if it's still raining. I don't remember. So it's still exactly. raining when he goes out and tries to look for the grandkids, oh, but you can just chalk it up to the next day. They still can't find their grandkids and mm-hmm. they've got, you know. The adults back at the visitor location and yeah. Dr. Grant is with the kids. Yeah, totally, totally. And so they're searching for survivors. They only find Malcolm, so they see that he's okay. Yes. And of course do. they have to bring him back to the visitor center and they have to like have him kind of like almost like ripped up his shirt, you know, showing off his chest and whatever, because he's Jeff Goldblum. I mean, we love um, it. Love it though. Uh, but just before, so as Sattler and Muldoon are out searching for survivors, just before the Tyrannosaurus returns and chases them away. So he, they do come back. Yeah. This might also be, I don't know if it's the same scene, but there is a scene where all of these other dinosaurs are, or no, that's with, um, Grant and all them. I'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But yeah, no. So we have, uh, we do come back to after we have Muldoon and Sattler doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We do see that Grant, Tim and Lex, have walked and they've taken shelter in a treetop yes we do see that part where they are able to again we are able to take some refuge there and so as part of this though they take shelter here and they encounter a brachiosaurus herd and this is where um we have grant who explains because uh, because um lexi is like fucking scared of shit oh, naturally, thing. <laughs> naturally. I, I think i guess like i don't know what tim thinks but you know he must think this is really cool but like lexi He's like no i don't like I would, this i would portray it as the same thing i think tim is like really interested in this and the yeah. girl's like oh hell no no he'll oh, hell no but this is where grant says like you know he also has to spend a bunch of time with these kids but mm-hmm. uh he explains like well brachiosauruses are not um meat eaters so mm-hmm. all they're gonna do is just eat grass and leaves and whatever so you can actually feed them and mm-hmm. you see the scene of them feeding them and all that stuff it's so very cute. nice yes it's very nice a little family moment it is kind of it is mm-hmm. um they later discover um later that day um the three of them discover the broken shells of some dinosaur eggs from the following life, morning as he said it life found a way the life found a way 
And so this is where we get this scene where with them, because we do spend a fair amount of time with them, uh, the three of them. And Grant, in this situation, pretty much comes to the realization that the dinosaurs actually have been breeding. Mm-hmm. And this is because their amphibian DNA that they have, which we explained earlier, is what they use to kind of parse out the rest of everything. Yep. <laughs> so animals like the West African frogs that they used a little bit of the DNA for mm-hmm. can actually change their sex in a single sex environment. Yes. So, you know, they can go from male to female. So allowing for the dinosaurs to also do it themselves. So BD Wong, you were wrong. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> And so that is why they've actually been breeding and being able to multiply in a way. And even Dr. Malcolm says, I hate being wrong. I know. <laughs> I hate right. being right. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I hate being right, damn it. I hate, I hate being, being right. right. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So anyway, we do see that we're then back into the visitor center and the lab because what they're not able to do is that because, like I said, Nedry made it where, you know, it's not easy to uh, decipher the code to reactivate the system, which is what his plan was. Hammond and Samuel L. Jackson, Ray Arnold is his name. They end up finding a way to reboot the um, park system, though. So they have a whole thing where it's literally them three, it's those two, and Mm -hmm. then Ellie's there, right? Yes. And is is this the scene where we have pretty much what they have to do is that they have to reboot they, the computer system. They got to reboot the computer yeah. system. So they got to shut down the grid. Mm-hmm. And this is where... Yeah, it trips the wire. So then you get the next scene of him saying, well, I need to go cut the breakers back on. Right. And so they retreat to an emergency bunker. So they're doing that. Um, this is where they bring Jeff Goldblum. They bring him in to make sure he's healing. And then Arnold heads to a maintenance shed to complete the rebooting process. Uh-huh. So when he fails to return, though, because he dies, um, yes. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, so sorry. Yeah. Sattler and Muldoon, they end up heading to the shed yes. to try to do this because then they have to reboot this whole thing. And I love it um, because Hamden is like, oh, shouldn't I be going? Because I'm a, and you're a, and she's like, we can discuss, she, we can talk about feminism and um, gender and saving the world when I come back, basically. Like, I got exactly. this. Have a seat. <laughs> yes, yes. But this is um, Sattler and Muldoon heading out to the shed. So what they discover is that the shutdown has deactivated the remaining fences. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's released the Velociraptors because... There is a scene, I don't know if it's after this one or before it, where Grant and the kids, they come across these, I don't know what dinosaurs they are, but it's like they're birds almost. Not bird dinosaurs, but like they act as such. And they're running across the field. Yes, they're flocking. And they have to like, yes, they're flocking. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, (laughs) but it's released the velociraptors though because of the rest of the fences. So that's not good. And that comes up a little bit later. But yeah, we see that what ends up happening is that Muldoon and Sattler are trying to get this done. So Muldoon distracts the velociraptors to be like, (laughs) all right, like, Sattler, like you go and do this and then I'll keep them distracted. But then that's his uh demise because he's attacked by a raptor and dies. And he even <laughs> says it. He even says it too. Like in early in the movie, he's like, right. they're smart, they plan, you know, one works works it out and the other uh-huh. one is like the attacker. And they so strategically film that, you know, one attacks, he thinks he's shooting one, mm-hmm. and two more come and attack him. Clever so, girl. Yeah, clever girl uh-huh yeah so yeah they have that so Muldoon distracts the rest of them and 
Ellie goes to the shed to while she's on radio with the base people um, mm-hmm. to say, here's what you need to do pretty much. But yeah. And this is where we also find out that Ray died because of the severed arm. Yeah. happens. I to. love that. She's like, Oh, yeah. she grabs his hand. I'm so glad to see you. Not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also have the scene of, okay. So we also have the scene where Ellie goes to the shed and she's told by like, here's what you need to do to go turn everything else on. And then in the meantime, granted the kids are walking back, trying to get back to Jurassic park and get to the visitor center. And this is where we have our scene of them having to climb over the electrified fence. That is not, it's not on right now. So they could do that mm-hmm. technically, so they do do that. And so Grant and Lexi make it above and they make it over. And then Tim is taking his goddamn time. Yes. And in the meantime of this too, we are cutting back and forth between Tim being on the electrified fence while it's off. And then Ellie turning everything back on the to try to do this. Time. <laughs> yeah. At the same time. And this also results in Tim getting a little bit electrocuted and but he gets he, like a little fried. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he um, opens he he comes he's conscious again he goes three <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and they give mouth to mouth. And again, yeah. this is also, I think, a story of just showing that Grant's heart is softened more yes. by his uh, time used with these kids, uh-huh. um, which is really nice, which is, again, maybe why kids like the movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so Grant, Tim and Lex, they uh, have come back after and they reach the visitor center. So Grant is all like, all right, I'm going to go look for Ellie, my girl. And they leave um, Lex and Tim to have a little buffet. Mm -hmm. And so those kids were hungry. (laughs) I know they were. And they had a pudding and stuff. It was really good. I know. I remember being a child and seeing that. I'm like, I would totally eat that too. Mm -hmm. Yes. But anyway, so yeah, but we had that. And then, so they are. But because these raptors are still loose, we see that um, Tim and Lex, they're pursued by these raptors. And so now they have to, like, try to fucking hide from them. And so they actually end up doing it, though. Um, So they're pursued into the kitchen by them. um, But they do escape. Yes. Yes. This is where, um, like, Lexi uses her smarts to, like... um, reflect her reflection off of like one of the drawers or whatever yeah and this makes stainless steel yeah yeah mm-hmm. kind of tricks it uh, tricks it so that it mm-hmm. knocks into it and then what they end up doing is they end up um locking it into a freezer and then they join grant and sattler who have now returned mm-hmm. so it's all of them because hammond is still around technically i believe he's and safe yes he is safe yeah. um they end up back into the control room uh where we have uh <laughs> because of course this is happening so we have the adults out in the what is it we have the adults out in trying to like keep these velociraptors like at bay um the fucking tim kids not doing anything except being scared and i'm just like you couldn't have like because there's a gun that's on the ground really like, you couldn't have handed them that gun to like help maybe or whatever but this is where we get to um we're back in the control room and again so the power is back on but that does not mean that it's safe though it doesn't mean everything's locked or not the power mm-hmm. is back on they made so, a comment they made a comment about the raptor as well i mean if they unless they figured out how to open doors then mm-hmm. then they figure out how to open doors yes they do um but yeah they reach there and then what ends up happening is lex 
because we are uh, made aware that she is more of a, a kind of computer geek, because mm-hmm. uh, again, uh, you said earlier, Grant doesn't like computers. Yes. And so, um, but Lexi does. Yes, so she she's does. able to figure out the hacker code kind of thing. She even calls herself a little bit of a hacker too. She does. Um, she mm-hmm. specifically says to little Timmy, I'm not a nerd, I'm a hacker. Exactly. Um, but she uses this computer to restore the power. And so she actually, it's funny because you told me, like, you know, we were DMing and literally you say, like, you know, she's actually kind of the hero of the story and she is, yeah. which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what this does is it, you know, once the power is all back on, everything is armed again. They're now able to call yes. Hammond and say, hey, Hey Ham and hey Malcolm, like we're back on. Like here you go. They think they're um, safe, but they're they're not quite there yet. Not quite yet. No, yeah. yeah, because then you have um they call for help though, um which is fine and great. So now they're like, all right, cool, awesome, right? So then they're trying to escape through the main entrance, uh-huh. but then guess what? Those Velociraptors are still on their case, and so um <laughs> they're cornered by the two remaining Velociraptors there. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, um, so, like, you see, like, Ellie, like, they're on, like, the fucking um, dinosaur bones, like, in the front of the visitor center, and they're trying to, like, you know, uh, Just escape. escape. Yeah. 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 But then we see that somehow, some way, we saw, like, the three reacts earlier, of course, fuck their shit up, and uh-huh. then eats, like, one of the other dinosaurs, those flocking dinosaurs. Uh-huh eats one of them but then t-rex rexy whatever you want to call them comes back and actually like kills saves these them. velociraptors yeah, yeah. The velo- like, she saves the day um it's so funny because those are like the most two important dinosaurs in all of the the franchise all of the movies all six mm-hmm. of them including the cartoon on netflix um mm-hmm. the blast of raptors they become the star of the show they get their own highlight in the third movie right. i mean christ chris pratt barf he gets a pet uh, raptor in the movie the dress mm-hmm. worlds so it's funny yeah. the raptors are, are a fun little dinosaur you're scared of you're scared yes. of them. but in the the jurassic world world they are trained and they want to weaponize them it's kind of right. weird it's it's really weird Interesting. yeah mm-hmm. We're also going to take a minute because I do this on the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. Yes, Barbie said Chris Pratt, ugh, and I said it too because if you got this far, if you listened, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't like Chris Pratt. First off, you don't break up with Anna Ferris and get away not. with it. That's right. number one. And number two, also, you're secretly homophobic, Chris Pratt. Okay, um, I already yeah. see you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let me just uh-huh. get on my, my, my soapbox really quick. He yeah. was a decent actor. Right. pre pre like ultra fame he was Freedom okay girl. yeah he was good on parks and rec he was funny he you know had a normal bod and then he got onto the disney train he got he became an avenger and all downhill he broke up with anna ferris he is all doing all kinds of homophobic shit you know and the whole church thing too it's just yeah, creepy. Yeah. i don't like it i don't like him the fame got to his head and that's all I have to say about it. Exactly. There you go. Read him, girl. <laughs> um, we we call out celebrities on the Cult Cinema Circle podcast yes, we where do. where they literally will never listen to it. But I don't give a shit. That's anyway, right. so um, we then see that okay, so Rexy saves the day. Great, uh-huh. wonderful. And then we of course have the iconic roar of this T Rex. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's and the really banner good. falling. It's like mm-hmm. iconic. They try to do it in all of the movies. Very good. Very yeah. Good. 
But then we have Hammond who arrives in a uh, Jeep with uh, Malcolm. So they're uh-huh. safe. And uh, pretty much they're like, <laughs> I do like Grant. He says like, uh, I'm not this, this fucking park is not. I'm not endorsing your fucking park. You're, and Hammond's no, like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And then we get a bunch of other movies afterward. Right. But it's fine. So in the um, book, um, in the book, I will spoil this. He, um, Hamden, he decides, you know, his park is a failure. He goes outside. He actually falls off a cliff and then he dies. So, oh, yeah. so they couldn't do that though. So now, they had to make it a little bit lighter. Yeah, and now in the second movie, he dies of like natural old age. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, gotcha. But you know, said throughout the whole movie, I'm sure you remember hearing, spared no expense. They also mm-hmm. kept that quote in all of the other fucking Jurassic World movies too. Yeah. So they're trying to make fetch happen, and it's just not happening. It's just not happening. Just stop. Yeah, like, I get that. Where are you getting this money from? Can we just? explain that please yeah no they get the money from people who want to watch dinosaurs which i completely understand but at the same time i'm also just like what the fuck are we doing like why why anyway but yeah so they get on a helicopter to then leave for good and then this is where we have this is the nice scene where we have like fucking uh grant's there ellie's there uh the kids are there Mm -hmm. they're um grant and the kids are um kind of all snuggled up together they're sleeping on him yeah and it's nice and it's just like a nice ending to the movie and uh yeah that's the end of jurassic park i i think to wrap this all up because we're gonna start wrapping it up now Mm -hmm. but i will say i mean as somebody who never really watched this as a kid or anything i really enjoyed myself and it does make me want to watch at least the the first three movies i guess to kind of get a context good um yeah and i think if you're a fan of if you're a horror fan i think it's definitely good to to watch these at least once um because it's a great you know not exactly kaiju like you know um large creature uh like godzilla mothra whatever Mm -hmm. but i do think it is a it's in the genre and i think that's really cool um and there's plenty of horror people who love jurassic park too so it surprises me that um i don't know if they do cons or whatever obviously some people are a little too famous or quote unquote to do them Uh But obviously, I think like Ariana Richards and like Jeff uh, Joseph Mazzello, right? Like they could definitely do cons and probably make some money doing that. Being like, Absolutely. I was the kids, I was the kid from Jurassic Park. Like, you know what I mean? Like something fun like that. But I, I always wonder how much money. Like, were they set for life? Kind of after this. I movie? don't know because yeah, acting's weird too because you're. It's not guaranteed that that uh-huh. happens, but do they get some of the money? Like, are they right. good? Plus they also, in a funny way too, I think Joseph Mazzello has more of an acting career than Ariana Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that's really interesting though. I don't think so personally, but who knows? But know. um, yeah, Michael Crichton might be set for life though. <laughs> did he Did he pass recently? He might have. I think he, okay. well, let's see. Let, before we kill him, uh, let's make sure he's actually dead. Um <laughs> If he isn't, I feel like he probably did actually, though. Hold on just a moment. You are right. He, dude, he died in 2008. Oh, wow. He, okay. Never he mind. He's been dead. <laughs> He's been dead. But yeah. <laughs> very, very um smart guy. Went to Harvard. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. He was a doctor, technically, but he never actually practiced medicine, though. So. Interesting. I know, right? 
but yeah no i i just think like this this movie's really good Mm -hmm. whether it's a cult classic or not i really could give a fuck less i do think i do think there is a cult following to this movie of people Mm -hmm. who love it who Mm -hmm. will spend money on it um (laughs) right uh like who will have you been to universal studios i've never been i have not i just for me I love the movie. I love all three of them, but I don't want to ruin it with that commercialization sure. of the, the going capitalism, yeah, the consumerism. Yeah. They just did again back to that. earlier in the podcast. They just did too much with it. They should have left it really? alone. It could yeah. have been. It could have been something great. They just. They just don't make movies like they used to. That's true. That's you know? that's a and fair that's, criticism. That's getting into a whole other podcast we could talk about and just bitch about <laughs> movies, but. <laughs> Dude, not even, not even, yeah, not even review a movie. Just bitch about what has happened to movies. But I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. I don't need to go on a raptor roller coaster or. Look, here's the bad extent. Is what we did as a family. We went to the Philadelphia um, Museum. Oh, cute! Yeah, they had like a little. I don't know. They do specials sometimes at Philadelphia yeah. Museum. And this was back in, I don't know, 2010? Right? Uh-huh. It was right before I had my son. And we did like a little tour and we stayed up in Philadelphia. And it was mm. great. You got to learn different facts and it was really fun, but it wasn't yeah. too commercially. And that was yeah. it. That's, that's the most I've done with it. And I love I like that. To, I like to keep mm-hmm. it like that. I love that because you also get to like teach your kid about like, you know, here's what dinosaurs are. Because I also know that your daughter, uh, being that she's also going to be a horror fan, I'm sure. Um, but like, she also went through a time where she really liked Jurassic Park. Yes, I remember she, this. Yes, she loved Jurassic Park. She would quote the movie and mm-hmm. I just felt like such a proud parent. And I <laughs> when I was prepping for the podcast, I mean, I watched this movie like additionally like four times recently oh. in the last four, four days. And she would watch the movie with me and she yeah. loves it. And it just attracts kids, especially that scary scene. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that there's a reason why there's these children in it because mm-hmm. that's who you care for. And yeah, I think it all works. My my friend, my good old friend Rob, like I was telling him that I was doing this for my pod or whatever. And he was like, this and T2 are like two of my favorite movies. And I was oh, like, yeah, that's fair. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Nice. I give it a four out of five probably. Like that's what I gave it on Letterboxd. So I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. That's um, awesome. But yeah. But anyway, though, um, to wrap everything up, Barbie, thank you so much for coming on my pod. I really oh, you're appreciate so it. Welcome. You're so I'm welcome. so happy about it. Um, do you want to plug anything of yours, like your socials or anything yeah. people can follow you on? If Absolutely. You want? So I don't have a pod, um, not a podcast. I don't have an Instagram for any like movie related stuff. But as Jesse stated, I am a esthetician in the state of Maryland, and I have a beauty page. It's beauty. What the hell, Barb? <laughs> what the um? What the hell is a joke? By the way, it should be with Barb. It should be beauty with Barb, but it's beauty. What the hell, Barb? So beauty, W T H Barb, and I just give skincare advice mm-hmm. if I can, and post my schedule if you want to come get a facial, mm-hmm. etc. But yeah, find oh. me on there. I'm not gonna let you on my personal page. Sorry. But, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but I love movies. I. I just think they're great. I love listening to your podcast. And Thanks. anytime you want to have me on, just let me know. Don't you worry. We're gonna we're gonna try it. You know, I need to work around your schedule being a mom and everything. But um, you know, I think if anything, I'd love to have you back on for stuff. I mean, Sarah's yeah. been on this podcast a billion times. 
<laughs> who knows? It might happen where all three of us get together, and that'll that be, be so show. fun. That it would be, be so, so fun. fun. I mean, we'll, we we'll have just, to find a movie to do it. Right. We'll just record ourselves and just hang out, and that's what that's what this should all be about. Just hanging out, it is, talking yeah. about movies. Exactly right. Well, don't you worry because we might. It's been brought up that we might want to do a revisit of a certain movie, maybe. Okay. And um, I'll leave it at that. A little bit of teaser for anybody listening or whatever, but um, I think we maybe could make that happen because it's okay. a movie that you and Sarah love. Oh, something I've covered before. So there you go. It. Okay. Anyway, but thank you so much for coming on this podcast, Barbie, and I no appreciate problem. it. And have a good rest of your night. Okay. Thank you. You too. Thanks. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so at cultcinemacircle at gmail.com. If you'd like to give any movie recommendations, give feedback on the show, or if you'd just like to say hey, I'm open to all of it. You can also follow the show on Instagram at cultcinemacircle and on Twitter at cultcinemacircle. I tend to announce the movies that I'm going to be covering and just interact with people on there if they want. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at jesse, J-E-S-S-E, kremp, K-R-E-M-P, all one word. On that platform, I tend to log the movies that I watch, I write little stupid reviews about them, and just general foolishness over there. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm pretty much on all of them. Be sure to leave five stars and a one to two sentence review about the show uh, so we can grow the audience and then just spread the love all around. Be sure to tune in next week to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast, where I'll be covering 1991's Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Sue Ellen Crandall is a teenager eagerly awaiting her mother's summer-long absence. While the babysitter looks after her rambunctious younger siblings, Sue Ellen can party and have fun. But then the babysitter abruptly dies, leaving the Crandalls short on cash. Sue Ellen finds a sweet job in fashion by lying about her age and experience on her resume, but when her siblings run wild, she discovers the downside of adulthood. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast, and remember, life finds a way. Take care. Bye. 